Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi Think Inc. And we are thinking about insane asylums. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up Taboo Week, thinking about mental hospitals, insane asylums, all of that good stuff that will creep you out. Let's be honest. When you think of insane asylums, what do you really think of? You probably think of torture. You probably think of people screaming. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what you think of, you know, but me, honestly, I think of back in the early 1900s and how they used to just imprison people in these asylums out of their will, you know, and just the torturous experiments and the way that psychology developed through these torture experiments. It's kind of sad, you know, it's very, very sad. And I think there needs to be a new reform of how psychology is based off of because obviously that was a terrible concept that people did back then and they made it excusable and acceptable and it's not right it's inhumane let's be honest it is simply inhumane the way that they treated patients and it's not fair and it just shows how sometimes you get individuals still to this day who go into the healthcare field just to feel superior over the sick and treat them as prisoners and treat them as as insignificant human beings. And it's not fair because everyone is significant. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone Everyone's lives matter, you know? And the sooner that people realize that we are all human beings, then we will realize that the categories and the labels and the structures that we put ourselves in and we place other people in are just in our own mind just to make the world a little bit more acceptable. But in reality, it doesn't make it right, you know? And I feel that insane asylums, they don't really help you, you know? They don't really help you the way that you, that people need help mentally. You know, people need reassurance. People need acceptance. People need to understanding place of belonging people need to know that they are not alone and once people realize that they are not alone then they will realize that they are not that crazy compared to what society makes them feel or presume to be you know but let's just really define an insane asylum let's give you the fun facts and wrap up the show with some quotes as always so I was able to find two definitions because, you know, I'm not a big fan of Mary Webster's definition sometimes. Sometimes I feel that they are very bland and just meh, and I want to really, really know what it means. So I'm pretty sure you feel the same. The first definition was per Mary Webster. And it's a asylum is a hospital for people with mental illness, a.k.a. a mental hospital. But per vocabulary.com, an insane asylum is considered to be a hospital for mentally incompetent or unbalanced people. And I honestly believe that vocabulary.com has a better definition than Merriam-Webster. It's very bland, very dry, and I just feel that they need to update their stuff to make it more realistic, let's be honest. So I was able to find 16 terrifying facts about mental asylums in the early 20th century per historycollection.com and let's be honest a lot of these facts that I'm going to tell you probably is not a surprise because you either heard it from your own family members you read it in articles you learned it in school or you just been in a place where you were exposed to someone or something that made you realize that 
mental asylums were not the place you would want to go back then. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> 16. Doctors sent patients to asylums for non-mental health reasons. For non-mental health reasons. Well, what's the point of a mental asylum if you're not going to go there to get mentally helped? But that's the thing. Number 15. U.S. states built massive asylums. They used to think that massive asylums would help the control of the unwanted. Let's be honest, there was a lot of unwanted people back then. And if you cause a little stir in their life, you were going to end up going to a mental facility. Sadly to say. Number 14, there was no privacy. When I was reading the article, they were actually describing how there was no privacy. They treated these these patients as prisoners. And it's very sad. Um, Number 13, patients had mandated special diets. Well, while I was also reading the article, they were also saying that sometimes the diets were consist of just eggs or just bread and tea, or they actually believe that starvation would cure them. And it's very difficult to imagine that food that we need to survive and we need to help nourish ourselves was deprived. But, you know, these were doctors, supposedly doctors that were actually torture people like (laughs) i don't know how to explain it but they just like to torture people i honestly feel that the people who ran these asylums just enjoyed knowing the fact that they had power and control over these individual lives number 12 was screams were heard at night in the article they were describing how many patients would be screaming would be yelling but mind you these rooms They were crammed, you know, number 10, numerous patients were crammed into every room. They had 10 people to a room that was like 10 by 14 or something that way. And it was really small. They had a lot of people in a small room. So imagine hearing screams at night while you're just like trying to figure out what's going on. You know, it's it's sad. And another fact is that the workers didn't necessarily wear uniforms. You just had to identify the ones who were wearing better clothes versus the inmates no structure. Patients were often stripped and tested for diseases and sometimes they were even given diseases so that they can see if that even helped them. You know, there was it was basically all trial and error. Nobody knew what was really going on. Uh, number eight, children were sent to asylum more often than not. So a child would be end up going to a mental asylum if you were disobedient or if you were caught masturbating or if you were just not in the views that were acceptable of the world or your environment at the time, you would usually be sent to a mental asylum and pretty much be tortured until your parent decided to get you or until you were just left there and and died. And the majority of the times, a lot of these children actually died because they were treated like an adult. There weren't no modifications. There were no, no tests. They treated these little humans as if they were just little adults that's the worst part about it all is that you cannot treat a child always like an adult you can't let's be honest you really can their body's not the same their their structure's not the same their mental capacity is not the same it's really sad um, number seven is doctors gave mental patients malaria on purpose because they thought that it can cure syphilis yes so when they were doing their testing for diseases and they Found individuals with syphilis, they would also give these patients malaria on purpose. The majority of the time, they would also give patients syphilis as well, just so that they can keep a patient in longer, you know, and 
that's the worst. That's the worst. Knowing that you're healthy and then leaving contaminated, leaving dirty, leaving. I mean, because oh my god, that's the worst. That's I mean, I'm sorry, but I think that's kind of one of the worst STDs that you can get besides HIV is syphilis because. If you understand where syphilis came from, it's pretty disgusting, you know. But anyways, we're not even going to go there. Number six, patients were treated like prisoners. They were always on guard. Yeah, they may be able to walk around certain facilities and certain facilities were better than others. However, at the same time, they were treated as prisoners. They were they were looked down upon as just bad people for the environment. And it wasn't fair the way that they were treated. Let's be honest. It wasn't humane. It wasn't humane at all. Number five, patients were admitted against their will. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I read lots of articles about how patients were admitted to mental facilities against their will. You know, if they went against their spouse's decisions or if they decided to believe into a different religion or practice a different religious belief, then they would go into these mental facilities if they no longer see eye to eye to whoever was the main one in power of their family household then they would be admitted or if they just were no longer wanted they would be admitted i mean even kennedy's sister was admitted to the mental facility because she was considered to be uncontrollable and after her treatments at the facility, she ended up becoming paralyzed and speaking at a two-year-old level and was incontinent and wasn't able to take care of herself anymore. And she was only in her early 20s, I believe. I'm not sure. Don't quote word by quote. <laughs> Anyways, number four, branding and spinning were common for torturous treatments. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what spinning is, they basically strapped your head in this to this helmet and then would be swinging you around all over the place, like swinging your body all over the place. And if they weren't swinging your body all over the place, then they would be putting your, strapping yourself down. They would have this mechanism where your head would just be shaking all over the place. And then branding would be done so that individuals would be forced to get rid of, I guess, evil spirits or evil habits or bad habits that were not considered to be acceptable in the regular world and it's just sad to think that these were acceptable treatments and it, it honestly breaks my heart it really breaks my heart I think this is the reason why I kind of fell in love with psychology is because how could they think this was right you know what I mean like I want to go into y'all's mind because y'all's were going into other people's mind that wasn't necessary but y'all were the ones that needed it I mean if you guys seen that American Horror Story uh season two i think it was where they had the mental facility one. Oh my god i love that one that one was awesome good deal on american horror star anyways <laughs> let me just get back in track number three to be released patients had to fake wellness basically it was a tricky thing to fake wellness depending on what you were admitted in for the doctors and nurses and staff they would either believe that you're faking it and they would give you more treatment because you they think that that was part of your condition or you had to really just give them the words that they needed to hear to make you feel like you were ready to go back out in society and i can only imagine those probably were were the ones that were able to claim oh i no longer have those sexual desires and oh i no longer have those cravings or oh i can be obedient and i could be submissive and i could only imagine the ones that had a, that were able to escape that type of torturous 
lifestyle. Number two, patients often committed suicide after being released, if they were able to even get released. And it makes sense. You know, you you were able to survive such a, a horrendous experience that being able to cope and deal with the world is not very easy. People expect people who've been in prison for years on end to be able to go out into society and cope with it. No, that's not a thing. They were mentally ill going into these facilities and now they were going out and they were still mentally ill. Not Nothing fixed them, you know, and that is the sad thing. Nothing will ever fix you if you don't ever see the situation that's causing you to feel some type of way. Anywho, number one, many children died in asylums. Like I stated before, they died because they treated these children as many adults and it was not fair ladies and gentlemen it was simply not fair um but let's just go right into the quotes let's just keep on thinking some more because this is sad you know it makes you think and if it doesn't make you think i hope i make you think about it because it's a thinker (laughs) first quote is you call me insane i simply see a deeper reality than you Mm. number two insanity is the only sane reaction to an insane society last but not least i'm too insane to explain and you are too normal to understand and i feel that that is a lot of the time sometimes people just don't understand because they are just too normal you know and that is the reason why you have to tell yourself you are not for everybody and everybody's not for you and it is okay if you are not for everybody because not everybody's gonna understand you and it's all right you have to understand yourself and that's what matters Alrighty then thank you guys for listening thank you guys for thinking with me thank you for your time <laughs> don't forget to let everybody know that your girl mitzi just wants you to keep on thinking let them know about my show every tuesday and thursday at 1 p.m and yeah i'm always here for you every other week we're doing taboo week and emotion week every other week just keep up on which week you prefer. Are you a taboo person or are you an emotional person? Let your girl know. Send me a message. Go on to mitzithinking.com and you can message me. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. So food for thought. You can't stop insane people from doing insane things by passing insane laws. Mm-mm-mm. With that being said, just keep thinking, y'all. Be safe. Stay healthy. Let's be kind to one another. You know, let's really be kind to one another. All right. Till next time, y'all. Bye.